Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Trent Smallwood, and we are excited to be bringing you coverage once again of Georgia football recruiting, all things recruiting related. This show is brought to you in part by Turner Wood and Smith Insurance in cooperation with Auto Owners Insurance. More about them later on and we also have a new partner on the show that i think y'all are gonna think you're gonna enjoy we're gonna have a little have a little fun with that as well so trent uh getting back another weekend of visitors on campus in athens we know that that's georgia's strong suit is on campus recruiting uh any any guys before we start getting into questions and all that later any guys or any visits that kind of stood out to you over this past weekend i mean uh not real. I mean, you had, you had a couple of uh, talented underclassmen guys, but um, it, it, yeah, I really looked at it for uh, you know commits, a couple of commits in town, and and, uh, and getting an opportunity to have some of those uh, lower rank. Uh, I mean, lower rank, uh, lower the underclassmen in town. I know there were some bigger names in that class. Um, just having the opportunity to get those guys on campus and 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 show those families love because you know when they get out off campus, they can't really show them that love. So. Um, just having that opportunity, and uh, and it's all about relationship building, uh, building that foundation now. Twenty five class, uh, and even down to the twenty six class, um, but starting that foundation, uh, and and that's what Kirby and his staff really do a good job of. And and you talk to any of those uh, players that that Georgia lands uh, year in and year out, they talk about the bond, the, the relationship, and all that stuff of. of and this is where it starts. Uh, it starts right now, and these are the type of games that it starts at. I know it doesn't seem like a big deal at this point, but it does make a, a big deal at the at the end of the day. Oh yeah, for sure. And and when you talk about you know some visitors that were on campus, you did have an official visitor in in Marcus Deal uh, yep. being their defensive lineman. Deuce uh, Deuce Robinson was was in town, a a, a tight tight end slash athlete slash baseball player who knows what he's going to end up being uh but he was in town and uh you know even you mentioned yeah. a commit Lawson Lucky was there with him so you know he could have been talking to him about what you know coach Hartley's like and all that good stuff yeah I didn't know we were getting to those big things but uh, yeah definitely uh Deuce uh I mean that that is a a guy where you you're looking at him where you know George's got two two uh tight ends committed um you, you don't really feel like very good chance there, you know, coming into the visit. And then after the visit, the, you know, the, the way the way George utilizes the tight ends, for one, um, the way uh, Todd Hartley and his ability to recruit, two, and the way Athens recruits itself, three, and you got the head coach, of course, is Kirby Smart. And, uh, I mean, just all around, um, it is a uh, – I think the family, or you know, he saw it as a great opportunity, and uh, I think Georgia is a is a major player here moving forward. You know, the thing about that with Brock Bowers doing what he's done uh, and how they utilize him in different ways. I know that Deuce Robinson is a different type of athlete than, but but being more of a tight end wide receiver hybrid type, and they are bringing in a Pierce Sperlin in the class of twenty twenty three. I think Georgia is in a good spot to sell themselves as listen, hey, we don't we don't put people in a, in a box here, you know, in terms of in terms of how we use them. If you if you can do certain things, that's that's how 
we're going to use you is probably what Todd Munkin and Todd Hartley are saying to a guy like Deuce Robinson. Yeah, and and, and you know they're they're finding uh, you know Brock's a different animal. I know I know we're talking about a uh, generation a who, could, who could play who could play running back at, at probably ninety nine percent of the one hundred percent of the college. He's leading Georgia and Russian pretty much. Uh, I think I think he has more yards than any of Alabama's running backs. But um, yeah. but here's the thing. Uh, he, you're talking about um, you, you know athleticism. Uh, Maybe not up to Brock, but you know he has wide receiver athleticism, and then you have the frame—not necessarily the weight, but the height of Darnell. So you have a mixture of the two, and you you put that on the edge, and you know you've seen some mismatch games that that Georgia's done. They did it in the national championship last year with with Darnell, uh, just just playing one on one in the end zone and uh, things like that. But now you put somebody out on the edge who can uh, legitimately uh, go up and 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 you know, play one-on-one with these corner, uh, these cornerbacks. And you, you, you kind of saw it with, uh, uh, with the Falcons the other day, you know, they, they were doing it with, um, Oh, it's Kyle Pitts. And, uh, and, and, you know, they were putting them in mismatches. This is exactly the way you can utilize a guy like Deuce Robinson. And, uh, I, you know, I, there ain't no doubt in my mind that Munkin would find a way to utilize him if he's still on campus. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be, uh, it would be, it would be very, very, uh, interesting and two you know people forget you can talk about going up and playing one-on-one that's what pierce sperlin's gonna be able to bring he's a totally different guy than than what brock bowers even is like they've never had a guy like a pierce sperlin and, and deuce robinson would be much more in that similar vein like him so that is a big visitor uh and you don't want to forget about brock either uh oh yeah yeah i mean uh you, well, you still have another year of brock and then you have uh yeah. oscar right behind him so uh, it, it's, it's it's mind boggling that that Brock Bowers has another year. Like if you, it, it's already special right now that you have those three on campus at the same time, and you still have uh, Gilbert who's on the roster. Um, but then you have if you was to pull these two, you still have uh, or these three. But uh, I still think it's going to be hard to pull all three. But if you did, then you still have Brock coming back. You still have Oscar coming up, but coming back, Darnell. Um, you know, he's, he's probably, he, he could go to the NFL after this year. I don't know if he plans to, um, you know, Gilbert, no, no telling where he's going to have, but you could have a more talented tight end roster next year than you had this year. And that's just hard to imagine. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, uh, big stuff there that could possibly be developing on the, on the tight end front. And if that were to happen, I mean, it, is it, you know, can you build a statue to an assistant coach outside of a stadium? Because Todd Hartley would be like, be in the running for that kind of deal right there. If that, if that were to go down, but, would probably come hire him as the head coach or something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, and speaking guys of, of a great group, our a great group here is Turner Wood and Smith. That is the sponsor of the show. Make sure that if for any of your insurance needs that you are going to Turner Wood and Smith located headquartered out of Gainesville, Georgia, my hometown here, but they, they help people all over the Southeast, all over the country, in fact, and they're going to partner you up with tremendous policy providers like auto owners and speak from experience, life, home, car, business. They can take care of everything that you need. So we appreciate Turner Wood and Smith auto owners insurance for taking care of us here on UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. And also, guys, they are 
totally happy to, to take care of you, all your insurance needs. Been around both companies for over 100 years. So give them a shout. We'll put uh, descriptions in the, the story we'll put out tomorrow, and, and I'll edit and put it in the link here later on after this. So, Trent, now we got to talk about Marcus Deal came in town. We don't know exactly what the defensive line is going to shake out like. We got some questions that later, so we don't have to touch – you know, too heavily on it here, but I know, uh, you know, Jordan Hall is somebody that they really want, but at six foot six, almost 300 pounds, Marcus deal is it's never bad to bring a guy like that on campus and, uh, and, and show him around and see, see, you know, how he feels about your program. No, and this is kind of, uh, this is Kirby, you know, this is more Kirby's game season. Uh, but, but this is, this is when Kirby loves to recruit and this is when, um, you know, this is why I never discount what happens. Uh, this is why, you know, I, I say, don't worry about what happens in June and July and August because Kirby's going to bring some dogs on campus this fall and he's going to get his. And uh, not saying he's going to get this one necessarily, but he's going to have his fair share of linemen and defense linemen, linebackers, et cetera, on campus this fall. And uh, and and he's going to make a play for, for a, lot of, a lot of the big dogs come December. And uh, and Dill is just another one of those guys. Uh, you know, you mentioned Hall and uh, Dill, and they already have a uh, uh, commit there. And um, and, and you know, they got they're in for several other guys. And this defense line class uh, has the potential to be really, really good. Now, uh, there, there's not as much, uh, and we'll see as the as the fall progresses who they continue to get on campus, yeah, but uh. They- they got Jamal Jarrett, like you pointed out, too, Jamal there. That, that's already in tow. The thing with Marcus Deal is I talked to him leading into the visit, and he's from Texas. So, mm-hmm. of course, Trey Scott was making the connections there with Bear Alexander, a guy from Texas. And lo and behold, Bear Alexander showed out and had himself a really nice game, uh, played the most that he's played, really contributed a lot. Also, Marcus Deal has connections to Chidera Uzo Deribe from his time at TCU there at SMU and TCU. He was there at TCU for a cup of coffee, but he really was recruiting Marcus Deal when he was at SMU. So some some connections there, of course, AD Mitchell and uh and Bell also the, those two receivers also from Texas. So Georgia's no stranger to dipping into the state of Texas there, Trent. And I think that uh Marcus Deal uh had a had a really good good visit and it'll be interesting to see uh how that plays out. He told me he's not gonna make a decision till till after his senior season's done. He wants to he wants to get through all that, but he's already made official visits to Arkansas, to USC. Uh he made he made one to Georgia, uh Texas, Oklahoma could be in line to get an official visit from him as well. I believe he also made one to, to, to TCU. So Texas and Oklahoma are actually going to be fighting out for that last official visit later on in the year. But Marcus Deal is a name to to kind of keep your eye on there. I think what's important, uh, you know, for to have early official visits and for, for those type prospects is to uh, get your official visit and try to solidify an unofficial visit uh, in, in late November, early December, some sometime around that air, that time, and and that way, uh, you know, it especially have a kid from Texas who still have a Texas official visit, try to get him back on campus and and, and keep that relationship going. And, uh, and I know Georgia staff will, but getting them back on campus will be important uh, here. 
Yeah, that, so we'll see if Deal ends up making a return visit. That would be key there. Um, of course, the the mysterious one, uh, Seven Cloud, is also still technically committed in this class as a defensive tackle, but we don't know. That's probably not going to turn out that way before the end of the end of the cycle. So we'll go from there. But uh, big fatty ninety four right here is our first question here, Trent. Uh, do we have a legit shot at Deuce when he begins centered a flex wide receiver tight end running back like Bowers? I'll hang up and listen. So hey, we're treating you like a call-in show here. We we appreciate you uh, submitting your question. Do want to mention that all these questions before Trent hops in on this one, all these questions come from loyal members of the UGA Sports Vault. So make sure that you are a member of UGA Sports. Get in on the vault and submit your questions to us, and we will uh, get in contact with you. We we do see these people uh, out here: Mary Hamby, Rhett Womack, Boise Dog, Worm. Harry Leg, Kirby's Visor, everybody's on here in the YouTube chat. So keep things going in the YouTube chat. We'll get to that as well. Uh, but Trent, what is your thoughts on uh, Big Fatty 94's question right here on Deuce? Number one, I do think there's a little jet shot. Um, the kid, the kid's talking about dual sport, uh, being a dual sport athlete, uh, being baseball and uh, football. And, uh, you know, of course you worry about with, with the MLB thing on that, but um, you know, that's, that's a ways to go. Um, but you know, I, as far as being Brock Bowers, I don't think you're going to see a Brock Bowers, just like you're not going to see a Herschel Walker and like, you're not going to see, I mean, there, there's type of players you're not going to see again. And, and with Brock Bowers build the way he is, you're not going to see many running, uh, tight ends, running backs, uh, that can high point balls like the way Brock Bowers can. I mean, that's just, it's just freakish the way he can does things. Now that we're talking about six seven cat here, this is not he's he's probably not going to be running the ball a lot. Um, it's for, from a running back position or from an end around position. Now you, you're probably going to see some high points. You're, you're going to see him moved around and maybe a slot. Uh, you know, flex him out. Maybe some H back. Maybe maybe some different things. But I don't think you're going to see him used in the uh, ball carrier uh, game as much as Brock is. Yeah, it's a totally different deal. Um, it, that totally different style of play, but he will be versatile. And uh, I think it's a situation. And I did want to bring this up just just because you know people are throwing around uh, Todd Munkin's name with the Georgia Tech job there. There, Trent. Um, I think that you know I don't see that happening. But let's say let's just say something like that did happen. I think you're in a situation now because of how this has gone down. Right with with Georgia, they've had success, won a national title, been as productive as they've been ever with uh, offensively wise. It seems, you know, I think it's a situation where even if Munkin were to go somewhere, which I'm again repeating, I don't think he's not. I think Kirby Smart would do like some of these other coaches, Mike Gundy, and things like that have done, and keep the system basically in place and make the new coordinator kind of adapt to that system. I, I really believe that's kind of how that would how that would work yeah and and you know it, it you always want it to be that way and at times it, it doesn't necessarily go that way as far as when when you the motions and stuff like that but i i 100 agree with you I, I think kirby likes where his team is from an offensive standpoint right now and and the way things are going the way things are trending in that way i think he's happy with monkey he would he would like to keep monkeying around uh but you know if other he, he's not going to tell me not to be a head coach somewhere um 
But um, well, but think, my point, my point, all that was to say, I think they're going to continue to go out I, and find versatile guys like this because I don't think the system's going to yeah. change much at Georgia. Yeah. And and I'm not sure. And I think everybody is uh, kind of frantic that they say, well, Bobo is going to be the next one. I don't I don't think that's necessarily the, the case. Um, Muschamp wasn't the next one. I mean, Muschamp's not calling the defense. Uh, Schumann is. I think I think Kirby's going to do what's best for this football team, and I think what what would be best somebody in whether who it is, whether it's Buster Faulkner, or whoever it is, who who can run that offense the way Munkin's running it, and and I think that's the exactly the way it needs to stay in place. And you're exactly right. I, I think Kirby's happy with it, and it just needs to be implemented further with the next offense coordinator this, for the University of Georgia. Yeah, and it would it would just help with the continuity in recruiting and how you're going about things. Some of these these type targets as well, I think. And Buster Faulkner's been with Todd Munkin uh, for for. I mean, years now. Um, a yeah, good while. So he kind of knows how everything's run, and and I think, and, you know, I, I'm not sure he would be the guy, but he he is a guy that could step in and fill that fill that role, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, he was he's been heavily involved in a lot of recruitments uh, for sure. So that's that's one indicator there. Uh, the boy racer 45. If you could choose one prospect currently committed to another school that you think Georgia has the best chance with who would it be and arch manning is off the table <laughs> it's a arch i'm not manning. going with arch I'm I'm just, I'm just, uh no i think um i think to me it's either got to be anthony evans or justice haynes i think those are the those are the two that they have the shot with and the only reason i say justice haynes is because i i just it still boggles my mind that he ended up at uh, – I know that we said it on that day. Up until about 20 minutes before that came down, the Georgia staff didn't even know yet <laughs> that he was that he was going to, to Alabama. It was a down-to-the-wire type, type thing, kind of came out of nowhere on that, and there were commitment videos and everything shot, you know, where he was going to be going to Georgia – all that good stuff. Like there, there was all those talks going on and with him still being a legacy, uh, I think George is going to continue to pursue him. So I think that would have to be, um, him or, or Anthony Evans, which they were also very close with Trent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say Anthony Evans. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of talk there. Um, and, and to Texas a and not exactly blowing up the, you know, the, the, the passing yards game per game. And, uh, so yeah, I, I would definitely say uh, Anthony Evans, Justice Haynes. Uh, if you're looking at him, father, oh, uh, Roderick out at UCLA. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, that that's I um I, <laughs> I almost at this point overlooked that one because I feel like you know he's he's actually coming on an official visit October eighth, and and uh, there's there's lots of stuff we got a question on him here in a minute, but I definitely think that's a that's a major possibility there. Um, C Buck 11 says, uh, how are we looking for Cam Pringle, Daniel Calhoun and Josiah Thompson in the 2024 class? I feel like offensive line needs to be a huge point of emphasis. Uh, I know a little bit about, you know, Cam, Cam Pringle's recruitment. Jed's kind of more keyed in on that one. Daniel Calhoun, I know they're very much involved with in-state guy. want to keep him, keep him around. Uh, Josiah Thompson, not as much, but one guy, I think that, that, uh, everybody needs to know as well is Jimothy Lewis, uh, their, their 
Trent. I think I think that uh, he's he's going to be a big name in this class of twenty twenty four. Yeah, and uh, and this is a kid that I've I've known for a couple years now. That the kid was, um, you know, around six foot. Uh, that coming into high school, uh, barely played football in his life. Now he's at six seven, offers all around the country. One of the top offensive linemen in this class. Georgia's on him, and, he, and he's decided. To, you know, he's playing this year down at IMG Academy, which puts him closer to Georgia. Uh, you know, from his original hometown, Mississippi. So uh, Georgia's going to be a player here. Uh, I know. I know the Mississippi schools are on him hard. Ole Miss is on him hard. But uh, yeah, Georgia's definitely going to be a school in the mix uh, for Jimothy. Daniel Calhoun is he's in out of Centennial High School in Roswell, and I think Tennessee is a very big factor here with Daniel Calhoun. So, and you know, hey, Tennessee's got some momentum right now, but it's going to be I think Georgia and Tennessee are two of the farthest state as well. Um, so, all three programs that have a lot of momentum this year, honestly, and we I don't think we would have said that about Florida State coming into this season but hey they're they're sitting there undefeated just had a big blowout win over boston uh boston college over there so um but daniel calhoun trend i think not only in size but in importance in this class he's a i mean he 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 moves he moves well um sometimes i think you do have to see a little bit of maturity out of some of those tackles especially when they're that big to make sure that they're playing hard all the time you know, and I think that comes over time, especially when you face uh, tougher competition. But uh, the, the mobility and the size are certainly there with Daniel Calhoun. Yeah, no doubt. And and uh, like the question says, I mean, this is a huge point of em- emphasis. I think it's a huge point of em- uh, emphasis every single year. I think landing an elite lineman is where it the, it's really got uh, Kirby and this football team where they're at. And, and the past couple of years has not been elite. They've landed and, – and not saying that, uh, you know, Pittman was bringing in four or five elite linemen every single year, and I, I you can't realistically uh, keep that pace up. But uh, I think I think landing multiple, you know, two, three uh, elite guys uh, year in and year out, and they've had some three-star guys work out for them, and uh, like Devin Willick and all those guys that have come through. But um, – yeah, I think I think this is an important class. I think I think it's important in 2023. It's important in 2024. I think it's important in 2025 that you land on your guys and especially your in-state guys. Yeah, we had a YouTube question here, kind of switching gears to the defensive side of the ball, and in the class of 2023, he said, "Sounds like AJ Harris is putting in putting that work in." Uh, and Pemba equals dog, in his opinion, in Rhett's opinion, thoughts on Pemba. I know that uh, you and I both. Um, it felt good about Impemba for a while. I actually put in future cast, uh, not, you know, a few days apart, um, not too not too long ago. It just seems like uh, ever since Uzo Deribe came in, uh, that that recruitment really got revived and and taken to another level. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's, it's you know, Impemba's originally a Missouri kid, and uh, is down at IMG as well. Uh, I think Georgia's going to have a lot of success at IMG here in the next couple classes. Um, uh, in AJ Harris putting in work, and uh, and I think uh, Georgia sits in a very good spot from Impemba. Um, Georgia's done a good job of building that relationship and uh, kind of showing him, 
how he would mold in and not only uh, on the football team, but as a student athlete and, and everything seemed to click up to this point. Absolutely. And we got, and we got more questions we're going to get into here, but guys, we got, we got a lot of people in here watching, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button. If you don't already, we got lots of people that watch every week that aren't subscribed yet. It's free. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button, hit the like. And just because you guys are so awesome, we're going to treat you here to our new show partner here. Just give it a full transparency. They're giving us a little little trial run here, and we'd love for you guys uh, to participate because, hey, Trent, what was the big problem with, with Georgia on Saturday? They didn't take care of what? The, the ball? Yeah, they didn't take care of the ball. But, hey, we got something for you. You can take care of your balls. With landscaped, <laughs> so right here, if you got uh, if you got any needs in grooming grooming needs, then you get twenty percent off with Manscaped free shipping promo code UGA Sports. Go to manscaped.com. Would help us out. Hey, we're just being totally totally honest. Uh, it would help us out. But hey, you could also help yourself out. They got all kinds of products over there. Look, I got a I got a little. little promo sheet here they got they got all kinds of all kinds of deodorant bulbs razors colognes everything man so uh manscaped.com and use promo code uga sports look that's i was like they're trimming uh, in between the hedges over there Trent, getting ready for game day that's what that, that's what the lawnmower 4.0 looks like over there <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't have no words for that i mean that's he has no words. Hey, hey, I, I'm, I've had Lad my third McConkey. kid. Blaine's on his third kid, so we're good. Lad McConkey could have used to, <laughs> some of that this weekend. Take care of the ball over there. So, hey, and, guys, uh, we, listen, Kirby, you, Kirby cussed that out of him on the sideline. So. Absolutely. He didn't need any manscaped. I think some hairs just started falling off uh, Lad's body. He was probably scared to death over there with Kirby. But uh, 20% off manscaped. Uh, go, I'm going to leave the promo code running along the bottom there for just a minute, but uh, we'd appreciate if you guys would help us out on that. Now, let's get to San Diego Dog 1. And San Diego Dog 1, this is probably Roderick uh, Robinson's father in disguise here, so it's okay. He's probably already a member of the UGA vault, but in his question, uh, but he says, this, this person on the vault says, compared to the last few years at this same time where does this recruiting class compare with um in terms of who we have as commits is this cause for concern are we on the right track all this kind of stuff of course we referring to georgia so trent you know comparing this class to the one the year before uh and and, and previous years you know they're sitting there at 19 commitments right now it's about to flip into october they're ranked number seven in the country. Thoughts on where where the pace of this class is right now? It's about where you – I mean, you expect uh, a Kirby class to be about this point. I mean, yeah, sometimes it's a little higher. Sometimes it's already in the top five. But where you're at right now is it, is it uh, make a big difference. Um, it, the thing about Kirby is he always closes, and, and that's what he's done since he's been, uh, been in Athens is he's always closed. And he's never had really the, the the top class going into the initial signing day. He always overtakes it on uh, the early signing day. So 
where he's sitting right now, you expect him to be around 1920. Uh, so commits coming uh, into the fall and that's, that's where he's at. I mean, he, you could add one uh, coming up um, with with an announcement coming up very soon, but, uh, um, but yeah. it, it, we haven't even talked about that second part of the show here tonight. So, but, but you kind of expect him to be at this number and um, you know, you could see it uh, go up by, you know, two or three over this fall. And you expect him to sit at 22 or so going into the early signing period. And then there might be a couple that, that don't make it on to, to the, uh, uh, at signing day. And there's probably going to be four or five more that do make it on. So uh, it, Kirby always finds a way to close. And that's, that's what you want. You don't want somebody who starts early and uh, fades la- at, at the, uh, at the end. You want somebody who, who would rather start slow and, and hit a bang at the last. And, uh, and Kirby always seems to, uh, have some fireworks come December. Yeah, and, and to your point, you said an announcement very soon. Uh, Tyler Williams commits tomorrow at 7 p.m. Uh, so this is this is going live on Monday. He commits Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Was in Miami over the weekend uh, to see them absolutely get shellacked by Middle Tennessee State, the, the flying Blue Raider Pegasus horse, whatever they are, just absolutely – destroyed the hurricanes at home so i can't imagine that that was a a great game day experience over there but he was in town he stayed for the the stayed around for different activities there in miami afterwards so we'll see uh how things end up with with tyler williams but have to feel like you know uh brian mcclendon is too good of a recruiter in my opinion uh trent to not be able to close on some of these guys that he's been targeting since February. And Tyler Williams was literally the first guy that he offered when he got the job. Yeah. And, and, you know, they've, they've kind of made it uh, public knowledge, uh, his mother, that NIL is not going to play a big impact in his recruitment. And, and, you know, some people say that and it, it does at the end of the day, but um, you know, I think, I think, uh, Tyler and his family are going to do what's best for him in the situation. And, uh, and Miami was one of those schools uh, in the spring that I talked about that was having a good spring and recruiting. And I said, just uh, this is a, you know, this is one of those teams that you have to wait till, till fall hits. You have to, you have to see what, what they put on the field and uh, losing the middle Tennessee state and Texas A&M going down to app state and, and, and games like that. Uh, you know, that doesn't, uh, hit home with, with certain recruits. You know, certain certain recruits are, are out there just looking for NIL. Uh, and I don't think Tyler Williams is necessarily uh, that prospect. Now, we never want to say that anything, anything is wrapped up in this uh, world of recruiting until until it is is totally done because that could be the case. People say a lot of things, Trent, but who knows how things go when push comes to shove. But it does seem right now that Georgia's in good position right there, and that would uh, really – Kind of low key give give Georgia, uh, in my opinion, an underrated wide receiver class that they're putting together. Raymond Cottrell, Yazid Haynes, two guys that can really run, and then you add a big bodied receiver in and Tyler Williams that can really kind of go up and and get that ball high pointed, kind of like you said, similar of Brock Bowers. But also what I've seen out of uh, Tyler Williams this year, his senior tape. He's been really effective out in space. Them getting him some now screens and things like that, and him making a defender miss and having having plenty enough speed with his long strides to take him 
in into the into the end zone and break away from defenders. So I think if Georgia does land Tyler Williams tomorrow, that's a that's a huge deal for uh, Brian McClendon. Yeah, and one of the things I look at is when, when I'll go back in the film and I'll look at their sophomore film and their junior film, and you're looking at, uh, you know, there, there's certain guys out there that hadn't really got much better, but but they're very good, and uh, they're kind of already polished at that. And, and this is a guy that's still uh, really growing in the game of football. He, he He's still improving. He's still polishing out his game. Um, he's He's – very, he's developing as a uh, as a route runner. Um, he, he he's developing with his uh, uh, you know, high point in the ball and and like you talked about, uh, gaining those yards after the catch and and uh, moving laterally. He, he, I think his game had his best game has yet to be uh, seen, and I think that could develop more into Athens and making him uh, one of those receivers, kind of like Ad Mitchell is uh, coming in as a as a. I mean, yes, he's a Rivals 250 guy, but he's not one of the top wide receivers in the country, and I think he could ultimately develop into one of those, uh, you know, top wide receivers in the uh, SEC. Yeah, well, you remember the clip of A.D. Mitchell just absolutely mauling a dude against Oregon and blocking him as well. That's a big part of Georgia, especially the way they're getting the ball quick out of the perimeter to backs and all these other receivers and things like that. you got to be able to block, and Tyler Williams is a big-bodied guy. He's an aggressive, physical guy as well. So that that, he just seems like a fit for Georgia's offense. So uh, we'll see if that becomes official tomorrow night. At seven o'clock, feel feel pretty good for Georgia right there. Um, Harley Dog eighty. Any word on when Jordan Hall is committing? How's Jordan's? How is Georgia's chances? Thanks for everything y'all do. Go dogs is what Harley eighty says. So I've seen you know that he's going to be taking official visits uh, all the way out. He's got official visits planned out until November. Uh, Trey. Trent, so I don't know that that he's necessarily planning on accelerating a c- commitment time. Now, you know, who knows? Things could could come up uh, sooner, but I think right now he, he's still looking to get some of these visits in that he's really uh, really been look, looking forward to. Yeah, didn't he take some official? Did he take officials in the spring or no? Yeah, I think he took a couple early, um, and then uh, well, then I'm not I'm, I'm not certain. Not certain. Uh, he, I know he's. I think he's got Ohio State uh, left in in November that he's going to be trying to get to. So he's still got he's still got a couple that he's working on. Um, we know we know Georgia, Florida, Ohio State, all these types of schools, even Florida State, uh, are are really you know prevalent here. And I just wonder uh, how much um, his infatuation with Florida State may increase a little bit more with them having success and things like that, you know, but I know Georgia's in a good spot uh, in this recruitment with him. Yeah. And I think this is another defensive alignment and Trey Scott has been excellent at at this aspect of not only recruiting and and getting these guys on uh, campus and developing, but uh, this kid is, is, potential is sky high um, to be one of the, an outstanding defense alignment in the, in the SEC. Um, you know, he's listed six, five, three Oh six. He's just turning on his film. I mean, he, he looks great. He's, he's another athletic guy. Um, you know, I think he's better than what his ranking is currently, but also I think Georgia sits in a really good position. I think, I think Trey Scott has built a, a great relationship and Georgia has a lot of ties down in uh, Jacksonville. So um, 
by by one of their best recruiters on the team. So um, I, I really like where Georgia stands in that recruitment and, uh, and moving moving forward. And Georgia still got an official visit uh, um, on the on the schedule. And we're telling people all around the world apparently about these official visits and these guys. Uh, <laughs> Trey from Bangkok, Thailand, is watching the show right now. So appreciate you tuning in from Thailand over there. Uh, he only so came gonna, in because of the uh, the ball shaving. You know? Yeah, the, that's that's why. That's that's why he came in over there. <laughs> the, the manscape ad, uh, people, it it went worldwide quick. Got his attention over there. So now, but uh, let's get let's get some more of these more of these questions here. We got Speedy Dog. He said, uh, "Do we Georgia?" Lead for Damon Wilson also is Dylan Edwards a real possibility at, at running back or do we have uh, an an OV scheduled with with Edwards? Not that not that I'm aware of uh, with an OV for him. And then Damon Wilson, I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far to say Georgia leads for Damon Wilson right now um, because there's I think that top that top five is was very hotly contested. Uh, for him, Trent, what's your opinion on on guys like Damon Wilson and Dil- uh, Dylan Edwards? Yeah, uh, Damon Wilson is a guy that I, I could see coming all the way down to the end. Like like you said, uh, he hasn't really hinted one way or another uh, among his top five who who's really standing out. I know Ohio State's up there. Didn't Ohio State just get an official visit? Um, I think they did. But uh, but yeah, I I very much think. Again, it goes back to a relationship standpoint that I, I think um, Georgia's done a good job in this recruitment. Georgia's been on him. Um, uh, Georgia's got a lot of good recruiters on that defense. Um, you know, when it, it comes to Muschamp and it comes to um, Kirby himself and uh, Schumann, and um, th- th- this is a um, this is this is this is one of those uh, recruitments that's going to come down to uh, December, maybe even a signing day announcement. But um, I, th- I think Georgia is very much in it. Um, a- Alabama is very much in it. Ohio State is very much in it. And um, I don't even remember the other two. The other two is probably Florida schools, and I'd, I'd kind of discount them. So as far as as far as Dylan Edwards, he was originally committed to Kansas State. And I know he decommitted. Now he's committed to Notre Dame, uh, Georgia. You know, all that Jamari. Oh, uh, he, he don't have a. Uh, oh, he has Miami in this top five. Not. Yeah, and but what I'm saying is with with Dylan Edwards and like we've been saying with Jamari Wilcox forever, he's getting recruited by other schools. But you got to have a Georgia offer first <laughs> before you can get you know things taken too seriously. And I don't don't think that's that's happened yet for either one of those. So be interesting yeah yeah, yeah dylan i um I, I was talking more about damon but dylan edwards i that that is a guy who uh another one i, I think his name's coming up because that's another guy that george is evaluating and uh george's george's got a bunch of those uh evaluations going on now um we've talked about you know you you, you talked about um Who'd you just talk about? Uh, Jamarian Wilcox. Oh yeah, Jamarian Wilcox. Then we talk about um, uh, Jordan. Jordan. Uh, Jordan. Lou, or Louis. Uh, uh, Louis is coming on campus for the uh, Auburn game, and uh, I talked to him. At Meadow and, Creek. Yeah, uh, Meadow Creek. He, he's having a big senior year. Um, he, he's one of the top rushers in the state of Georgia, and one of the top or the top classification. So uh, he, he's having a big year uh, at Meadow Creek. 
and he will be on campus for the Auburn game. So it, it's not an official visit. It's unofficial, but he was just on campus. He's a West Virginia commit. He's received a ton of offers since then. He was on campus in North Carolina this past weekend. He received an offer uh, from the Tar Heels and will be at uh, at Georgia for the Auburn game. And, and his name's going to come up. But again, like you said, none of these guys have offers. So until these offers come, um, we don't really know where they're at. But I, I do know they're in that evaluation. Uh, McGee, Del McGee is really evaluating this position hard. Jed wrote about Jalen Johnson from Appling County. He was there, 2023 guy this past weekend. Uh, he's, he's listed as an athlete, but definitely a running back. Uh, uh, you know that that could be that could play the running back position. Del McGee is recruit. Uh, uh, recruiting him as well so you know that's wide open now uh we'll see how it ends up uh but i think you also got to remember that that transfer portal is always um an option in this off season uh so keeping on that big doll says any updates on the big ucla running back commit robinson i just i we've just confirmed with him his family that he's going to be in town for the the auburn game and and you know he visited texas a&m recently it definitely seems like he's trending away from UCLA. It's just a matter of which school in the southern part of the country will he probably be attending. And uh, I think Georgia's got a great shot, and they're going to have a big opportunity on that Auburn weekend um, to, to possibly seal the deal there. I think there's that, a lot of people trending away from that UCLA program. Yeah, including fans. I mean, <laughs> there's nobody in, the, nobody in the stands as well. So it's, it's, uh, it's interesting over there. Um, Speedy Dog had another question. Do you guys have any idea how much uh, the Classic Collective has raised for NIL? I, all I know is this. They they did a kind of a big push over that 21 club uh, not too long ago. That was on the the event and everything like that. Had some people posting about it. And then uh, about a week span, they doubled the amount of people that they had signed up. And that's that's in terms of reoccurring uh, reoccurring don donations there. They've they've always been able to go out and get the the big one offs there there Trent, but it's those it's those reoccurring ones that uh, Hibbs and and company over there with the Class City Collective are really pushing for. Yeah, and uh, I mean th this is it's kind of big because here's the part of the nil game that that I think Kirby uh, does a good job at. Uh, all the all these schools throw their offers out. They throw their offers out in, in March and throw their offers out in April. Kirby's not going to play that game. Uh, and, and, you know, well, and Kirby, and again, and Kirby can't play that game. Head coaches can't play that game. But what I'm saying is uh, when, when it comes to NIL, uh, these collections are not going to uh, – a lot of them are throwing them out at any point during the year saying, hey, here's this, here's that. Nope, I think I lost lost Trent there for a second. I'll I'll bring him back on if uh, if he comes back on the screen here. But yeah, I agree with him. I think that Georgia's going to buy their buy their time in turn. And when I say Georgia, I do mean the Classic City uh, Collective in terms of that. Uh, so you know, it'll be interesting to see how that develops late. Um, I'm going to throw up another question here uh from fieldzio 624 we talked about running back uh recruiting a while ago he says why has um why has the running back recruiting taken such a fall off in the past few classes and how are other teams using negative recruiting against us i, I think it's just you know i think it's i don't know how that you would negative recruit against georgia's running backs i mean that 
in terms of the production over the years and, and things things along that those lines. The, the running backs they put in the NFL, heck, they just put Zamir White and James Cook, and James Cook played a, a role, you know, in in big role in Buffalo's offense yesterday. So it's going to be interesting to see that. But uh, Trent, we're talking about a. Uh, you know, running back recruiting. Why is it taking uh, such a fall off in the past few classes? That's and, and that's filled the O six two four's opinion. How are people using negative recruiting? I don't know how you would use negative recruiting against Georgia's running backs, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I think. I think you you go through a, a big state like they they've had since. I mean, back in. Uh, whenever they got girly, uh, whenever that I mean, was, like, yeah, they, they've had a stretch over, you know, 14, 13 years that they've even back to Noshawn Moreno, where they've just landed elite running back after elite running back. And I know they've had a couple years in there, but Georgia just landed an elite running back last year in Branson Robinson. And they, they, they landed another uh, great running back. And, and this class is not over with yet. And I, they, they missed, they missed on their top target. They missed the one they left their eggs in the basket and, and and he hadn't signed yet, but they, they initially missed on him. He went to Alabama, but I, I, I'm not, I, I think Georgia's going to land an elite running back in this class. I still think they are. Um, and, and cause Del McGee is a great recruiter, um, how they're utilized in the backs this year and, and how the, you know, some of the other kids that have went elsewhere and how they're not utilized in the back. So I still think Georgia's going to land an elite running back in this class. Oh yeah. I, I think so as well. Last question we have here is from G-Dog09. May have three edge guys in the class with two targets listed as true DL. Um, He said he thought these numbers would typically be reversed, so he thought it would be three DL and two edge guys. Do you guys feel have a feel as to what the total numbers on these positions will be? Um, You know, Trent, when it it comes down to it, I, I know they have Jamal Jarrett, like we said, that that's going to be a true DL, and then I think it's probably a either or situation. Marcus Deal and and uh, Jordan Hall. I probably don't see both of them. They're still pursuing James Smith heavily, and I've been assured by people in that in that camp that it is Georgia is still very much in things uh, with with James Smith. It looks like uh, with the way things are going for Auburn and even for Florida. Uh, throughout the, this season that Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State are the front runners for both he and Quay Rousseau. So I, I think they're very much in it for about four DL guys that are still still there. And then the the edge guys, we know we talked about in Pimba. They already have Gabe Harris to talk about Damon Wilson and then Quay Rousseau is out there as well. So. Yeah, and some of those guys can even, you know, I know the inside linebacker class is stacked as well. But – uh uh, you know that they're guys that you can move move all over the place and and you know at a defensive line i think you're you're good with bringing in three um you, you know I, I think uh uh and a fourth uh maybe a fourth and then on linebacker on the edge three I, you know it, it's it's hard to it's hard to say because um with, with the way that the the new numbers are uh, as long as you have the spots and the you know you, you can kind of go up to that number now so um, the scholarships available. So, um, well, it'd be interesting to see how Kirby approaches that with this being the first year of that, because, you know, Georgia could legitimately get up to, to 30 in this class if, if they had the spots available. Yeah. And, and it's also going to be interesting to see with that new rule in effect, 
how it's managed with, you know, okay, I'm going to be honest with you, you're not going to play this much next year, or you, you might as well go ahead and hit the portal or, or those kind of things. You know, you never know. So we'll, we'll see, see how yeah, it all – There's going to be some start talking about trying to talk people out of the scholarship uh, more so than uh, uh, I think to, to open up those spots to, to bring uh, more of these guys in that are trying to get. Yeah, for sure. So, guys, we do appreciate you tuning in to uh, Rumors versus Facts each Monday night. Uh, presented to you our title sponsor here, Turner Wood and Smith Insurance in cooperation with Auto Owners Insurance. Like I said, both in business over 100 years. They will help you out. Go to uh, TWSinsurance.com or auto-owners.com uh, to check out both of those companies. Um, we greatly appreciate them. And then also our new uh, sponsor that we got going here that we brought up earlier, Manscaped. And I'll put the I'll put the uh, the promo code down there. You use UGA Sports to receive twenty percent off and free shipping with Manscaped. So uh, go ahead and check that out today. Uh, appreciate that. So guys, that is our uh, show on Georgia football recruiting this Monday night. I know. If weather permits, Trent, I'm going to be trying to get to that. I think Meadow Creek plays uh, North Gwinnett, maybe. So I think I might try to go go see that one. Check out uh, Jordan Lewis and see see how he looks uh, in person. I may may go to that one. Uh, you, you got any one in mind that you may be going to this Friday night? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one that I had uh, I had talked oh, to Walter about going week? to. No, it was this, I knew it was this week, but that's oh, the okay. one I, I talked to Wofford about going to. Uh, either that one or. Um, the one two weeks later, I believe they have a, a home game. This one's at North Gwinnett. Ah, so, uh, right at the end. All right. Well, it's, there's an ending to the show. It's an omen. We're going to wrap it up. The technology is failing us, guys. So for Trent Smallwood, uh, Blaine Gilmer here for UGA Sports, Rumors versus Fact, like, subscribe, turn on notifications. We'll catch you guys next time. 